0: One of the great joys of Easter is what the poem calls spring's renaissance that comes about this time, giving rise to the amazing process of resurrection in nature. Last fall, as I'm sure many of you do or did, we planted bulbs in our garden. They were wrinkled, brown, cold, and lifeless. We planted them with great expectation. Recently we saw the movement in the soil, the relentless straining for birth. And this morning on inspection, we see sturdy shoots reaching up with radiant blossoms that trumpet the resurrection. My friend Ralph Waldo Emerson called for a first hand and immediate experience of God. In dealing with Easter, I always have an intense desire for a modern-day demonstrable and demonstrated evidence of the resurrection process. We all know the story of the first Easter, how Jesus was crucified, and after three days in the tomb, the stone was rolled away. Jesus came forth in a transcendent form as the risen Christ. The story is ages old, and even a little child can tell it. But again, I want something more than just the story. I want a firsthand and immediate experience. I want something to happen to me today. I'm not concerned with the many arguments for or against the resurrection of 2,000 years ago, because I believe there's an eternal secret involved, which is also involved in the daily sunrise, in nature's springtime, in the healing of the slightest cut of my finger, a bruise of the knee. I recall Paul's words when he says, Oh, that I knew him and the power of his resurrection. He too wanted to know, not so much what happened to Jesus, but what is the power, what is the process? Because if there's a power in the process, then it must be repeatable. I want to invite you to join with me today in tuning in on what I like to call a cosmic wavelength so we may experience Easter on a higher level than ever before in our lives, so that something of the resurrection principle may be felt in our lives right here and now. And something dramatic may happen to each of us in terms of healing or overcoming or vital change. Something wonderful is happening. Can you believe it? If you have a feeling that something wonderful is going to happen to you, then something wonderful has already happened in that feeling. For just to feel it, to have the vision of it, is to tune in on that wavelength. If you feel that something wonderful is going to happen to you in terms of physical healing, and you're tuning in on the transcendent healing process in which it is already true, you're simply saying yes, to a greater degree of life. There's an ancient Chinese saying. I love it. I hope you can identify with it because I'm going to refer to it often. If you keep in your heart a green bough, I have heard there will come one day to stay a singing bird. It's like an Oriental picture, free of all elaborations so typical of Western art. If you keep in your heart a green bough, I have heard there will come one day to stay a singing bird. If you have come today with a green bow of expectancy and you will go forth from here with a singing bird of health or the vision of health, of overcoming or the strength to overcome, of affluence or the attracting power of substance, of love or confidence in loving change. But let me forewarn you, the inertial pull of traditional Easter is great with emphasis on the cross, the tomb, the angels, and the shaft of light streaming down from heaven, evidencing a divine dispensation by which Jesus makes the great demonstration. In other words, indicating that somehow he's carrying out something that is being directed from upstairs. Jesus said to Mary Magdalene at the tomb, Cease clinging to me. Stop holding on to me. Yet isn't this exactly what we have done? Easter has had everything to do with Jesus, and little or nothing to do with you and me. For most Easter, most persons, Easter is a kind of Memorial Day, when we remember when Jesus died and rose again. The story of Easter is told so often in one's lifetime, especially with the advent of television. Many of us have become involved in a progressive experience of so many things. Around Easter time, there are plays, there are skits, there are songs, there's a constant evidence of the Easter story so that we really don't listen anymore. So the most significant part of the usual Easter experience is its perfunctoriness. I once knew a family who inherited a lovely grand piano. They really didn't have room for it, so it dominated their living room. There it sat, carefully waxed, regularly tuned, but no one in the house knew how to play it except one member of the family who could thump out a passable version of my country tis of thee. So there sat that magnificent instrument, which could have filled the whole house with glorious music, but it was rarely heard. And then it played but one simple tune, hesitatingly rendered. This is a parable of Easter. The great idea that we celebrate today is capable of filling all our lives with glorious music all through the year but we simply play one little tune on it occasionally and perfunctorily, and that not too well. Ask the average person in church today. And across America, there are millions of Christians going to church. Ask the average person what, all, what Easter is all about. He would probably say, "Well, everybody knows it commemorates Jesus' resurrection from the tomb. He might add that it gives promise of immortality and some future existence. But I think you would discover, in all the replies Little recognition that it has much of anything to say to the immediate moment. Like the family with the piano, there's the awareness of just one simple tune. You see, Easter is not a day on which something happened to Jesus. It is what happened to Jesus. There's an eternal secret involved, a principle and a process that is repeatable. You see, as a teacher, I must face the fact, that if you go away from here today saying, That was an interesting insight into Easter. Then you've simply compartmentalized it into an Easter file in your memory mind to be looked at again in another year on Easter Sunday. But if you go away from here saying that you have a new insight into yourself, then our mission will be fulfilled. You see, when we catch the insight of the rolling stone of Easter, giving rise to an awareness of our own divine depth, then Easter is no longer a way of seeing certain things but rather it is a certain way of seeing all things. In other words, I want to help you to gain a perspective by which to deal with every experience in the light of this resurrection principle. Easter may begin with the resurrection story of Jesus, but it should not end there. This is no story of God playing the role of man for a while, though we may have been told this. It is the story of man at his finest, demonstrating the God potential within every person, yes, within you, and within me. It was and it is the triumphant discovery of the resurrection principle within all persons. As Lord Alfred Tennyson puts it, it is the one far-off divine event to which the whole creation moves. You may recall the story of the young lad who sent off to Sunday school on Easter Day. When he returned home, his mother asked him what you learned in Sunday school today. Oh, he said... I found that, that Jesus was one cool cat. He was a real swinger. Mother was shocked. Johnny, how could you say such a thing? Well, they said, Christ has rhythm, Christ has rhythm. <laughs> Everyone takes the story at the level of his consciousness. But the big problem is we tend to take this story and hold to it in a very personalized relationship. We hold to Jesus, exactly as he said we should not. We tend to make of Easter a sectarian holiday instead of a commitment to the rediscovery and releasement of the timeless universal process of resurrection that is all around us in nature. It is demonstrated every day in the rising sun. It is a part and parcel of the healing process within our physical bodies. It's strange how we take a basic concept and clothe it in so many different guises. Witness, if you will, the history and tradition and dogma and liturgy surrounding the two observances at this time in the city, Easter and Passover. One for the Christian, the other for the Jew. And the amazing thing is that beyond the form of religious differences, there are the articulation of one basic principle. We so easily forget the principle and get involved in outwardisms of religious theology. For instance, the Jewish Passover was originally a spring festival or Massa at the time of the spring equinox that prevailed in Canaan when the Israelites arrived, long antedating their development of Jewish religion. They simply adopted it and adapted it to their own experience and tradition. It was a gala feast of thanksgiving for the resurrection process in nature, which they correlated with the great idea of the passing of the angel of death over their homes, the doors of which had been smeared with the blood of a lamb so their young were spared, But you see, it was really the Festival of Spring, an annual time of giving thanks for the resurrection principle in nature. It's fundamental. It annotates all the traditions in the liturgies. And the Christian observance of Easter, too, is an adaptation of the Festivals of Spring that prevailed in the lands that were conquered by the Christian Holy Roman Empire. The word from which we get our word, Easter, is Eostra, E-O-S-T-R-A, the Anglo-Saxon goddess of spring, and surprising to some folks, I'm sure, all the Easter symbols, the Easter bunny, Easter eggs, the lovely practice of dressing in spring finery, all these have an origin that far antedates Christianity in the festivals of spring, at the spring equinox, the same roots from which the Jewish Passover has come. The symbols differ. The principle is one. And the process did not originate with Jesus, or did it didn't originate with Moses. What Jesus did was fulfill the eternal secret, and a personal overcoming that was a demonstration of a process that was just as certain and as relevant as the lilies of the field. And he said, Consider the lilies, how they grow. Jesus was actually involved in releasing the atomic, or I like to call it the Adamic, energy. And for the first time in our recorded history, he let the imprisoned splendor of spiritual man be released. Now the eternal secret of Easter is that resurrection is a quality of life and there is no complete understanding of life without it. Suppose, just suppose, that with every setting sun there would follow no promise or actual fact of sunrise. Just suppose that with every falling of the leaves in November there would be no resurgence of life in April. Suppose that with every cut of the finger or bruise of the knee our lifespan were thus shortened. Just suppose that with every sorrow, discouragement, and despair faith and hope were lost, never to return. And in line with our Chinese saying, suppose that we could hold the green bough of hope and expectation in consciousness, and yet never attract the singing bird. See how life would be so forlorn without this resurrection principle that is so relevant? Of course, there are levels of consciousness on which these limited results may and often do result. The eternal secret of Easter is only experienced on a cosmic level, It is ours to experience but only if we choose as Thoreau says to march to the beat of a different drummer to view life through a different window from a different elevation of consciousness. Judging by appearances one can come up with all sorts of self-limiting conclusions but there is a transcendent sense in which an egg is actually a bird a caterpillar is really a butterfly and you are what you can be. Not what you have been, not the summation of all your faults and failings, but you are what you can be. Jesus was a man, as Paul says, tempted in all points such as you and me. But Jesus knew what he could be, and he lived and functioned in the consciousness of what he could be, knowing that the Christ-indwelling was a present reality, that the kingdom of heaven, as he so clearly said, is at hand. He kept the green bough alive in his heart, and there came one day to stay the singing bird of overcoming and of resurrection. In Job, Eliphaz says, When they cast thee down, thou shalt say there is lifting up. In every challenging experience, and we all have them, there is help or healing, there is growth and overcoming, there is justice and order and peace and fulfillment. The theme of Easter is life, not death, life. Life eternal. Jesus said, I came that you may have life and may have it more abundantly. Not life measured in a thimble, not life explained as getting by, not a dreary, humdrum, unsatisfying existence, not a trying round of inharmony, discord, and unhappiness, but life abundant, enriched by divine love, replete with the guiding, directing, protecting influence of the indwelling presence. All the biologists who ever lived, all the psychologists who ever lived, have never seen the mind, all the biologists have never seen life, All the theologians put together could not tell us what God looks like. And yet we live, we think, we're animated and inspired by God. Human life has what philosophers call an unexplained over-endowment for a mere physical existence. This is but their meager attempt to explain the immortality of life. The body is biased on the side of life. The body is biased on the side of healing, of renewal. And guidance is an evidence of an inexorable process that is ever-present. Emerson calls it the continuation of the process that made us in the first place. In other words, whatever you may be doing, whatever the experience or the challenge or the need, you have something working in you, something working through you. You have the whole universe on your side. To believe this is to keep the green bough in your heart. And there will come one day to stay a singing bird. And you may say, but after some of the great tragedies and injustices of my life, I can't get that feeling anymore. The spark of faith is gone. So this is another insight to be gained from symbolic Easter. That the true spiritual essence of life is indestructible, changeless and eternal. Jesus did not simply prove that life in him was indestructible. He proved that life in all persons is indestructible, in you and in me. We miss the whole idea of Easter as we personalize that process within ourselves. One of the great stories of human accomplishment was that of Marie Curie, who pioneered and conquered in the field of chemistry. In her quest for radium, she overcame obstacles that had halted other scientists, leaving them baffled. She conceived the theory that the vital something that she was seeking was not destroyed by going through the processes of the furnaces of the factory, that radium was, that radium was in no way diminished. And out of that, out of that discovery, Many in many of, many of the marvelous developments, developments in modern times. In that, in that same sense, all the furnace fires of human experience, death even death itself, cannot obliterate, cannot obliterate the Christ Spirit, the seed of, of the resurrection within us. It is a real-life real application of symbolic Easter that the, that the true depth of you, the hidden genius of you, genius of you is, deathless is deathless and eternal, the seed of, the seat of, resurrection, and and the of seat resurrection by which you can rise phoenix-like out of the ashes of defeat, whatever it may is. be, you can overcome, can overcome our, our adversity and sickness and poverty and, poverty and heartache, even death, even death itself. Man, Man has always been a forward-looking creature, always wanting, needing something to look forward to. Human consciousness, human consciousness is shot through with eager aspirations, beckoning dreams, shining ideals. There's nothing, more there's nothing more frustrating in your life or, or mine any time. In those, in those moments when we think or say or feel, I just don't, I just don't have anything to look forward to. They always, they always have an intense desire to look forward to something. This is, why, this is why, incidentally, the people are much more vital on Friday than they are on Monday. Because on Monday, they're going back to the old grind. On Friday, they're looking forward to the exciting involvement of a weekend. A little child looks forward to youth. He can hardly wait for the time that he can wear long trousers or she can have, or she can have high heels wear and wear makeup. The youth, looks, the youth forward looks forward to maturity when he can drive the family car or she can go out on a date or they can have a, can have a job of their own and get an apartment in the city. The mature, the mature person looks forward to what he hopes will be serenity and ease of retirement, like which I like to call retirement. Scale, scale down, down home in a new condominium and the time to do all the things that they've always, they've always said they would do if they had more time. There's a great, so there's a great looking forward always. The eternal the secret eternal of Easter is that the kingdom of heaven is, of heaven is at hand not in some, some of far-off off place, is it is at hand. The singing, the singing bird is already in the green bough. That's the thing, That's the thing that, the that, the that the cosmic wavelength of metaphysics, the metaphysics reveals to us. So when, you that when you hunger for something, that for which, that for which you, you hunger is already, is is already yours. Is already when, yours. You when you have a desire for some demonstration in your life, you have a perception, have a perception of, that of that already working in your consciousness, already unfolding for you. So when the green, so green, green bough of hope is, is held in thought, the singing bird is already there in your innate potential. And your feeling of of it indicates that that it is seeking to be released. Say yes to it. it. The eternal truth truth of the Christ is not simply simply something to look forward to. It is something something to look forward forward from. Don't look forward forward to the time when you can become the spiritual genius that you feel you can be. Look forward forward from the genius, which is the reality reality within you. As I say often, often, prayer is is not a matter of reaching out or or up. Prayer is a matter matter of accepting Unfoldment the unfoldment of the divine process within you. So I say, don't, so I say, don't, pray, don't pray to, pray to God. God. That's always shocking to folks when I say that because we've heard that so often. Don't pray to God. Because to pray to God is to put God out there, to make a separation, and to beg and plead and try to draw something forth from the straw man that we've created. Don't pray to God. Pray from the consciousness of God. Be still and know that I am God. Get the sense of isness, presence. And pray, and pray from that consciousness, project that consciousness. Your prayer then, your becomes, prayer then becomes a projection that has tremendous power in life, but you've, but you've eliminated this something out here that never really existed except in your thoughts and feelings and fears. And some of you may and be, you may be thinking, thinking, that's all well, that's all well and well good, well and it's well beautiful well. if I wish it were true, but this, fellow, but this fellow, talking fellow talking today just doesn't understand me. He doesn't know the, he doesn't know the trouble, trouble I've seen, he doesn't know the problems, know the problems I have, have he doesn't have to live with the person that I do. I work with the boss that I have. It would be nice. It would be nice. It's, wonderful, it's to, wonderful to sit and dream about it for a while. Maybe that's what Easter, that's what Easter is. is all about, sitting just together sitting together in a, a sleep service sleep dreaming blue sky dreams. Let me tell you a, story. Let me tell you a, story. a story. It's a true story of a young man in a veterans hospital who had lost both, had lost both his legs in the Korean War. In the early years in, years in, my, years in my ministry, it was, a time when, it was a time when, because of the small center in which I was involved, very few people. Very few people. I interned, I interned in, a de facto in a de facto sense as a chaplain in the veterans' facility because I had such an opportunity, such an opportunity to, to practice, practice the truth in counseling, in counseling situations. I spent much time, spent much time there. And I came to know this young man who had lost, lost his legs. He lay, for he lay for months in this hospital bed, despondent over the loss of his legs, almost as if, almost as if the whole world had been shot out from under him he simply, he stared, simply stared blankly the at the ceiling all the time I tried everything, I tried everything with him I pulled out all, I pulled out all the stops to tried to tell him he was a child of God that he had the tremendous, tremendous potential within him to go on and rise above make this a make a life for himself nothing worked, nothing worked. I tell you it wasn't, tell you it wasn't one one to one something to give confidence, give confidence to a young minister it was a sad tragic, it was a sad, tragic thing. thing not because of, what, not because of what, what had happened to him but because of what, because what, was, of what was, happening. was happening in him because of of the thing that was eating him up up in his reaction to this experience. But one day, day, another inmate of the the hospital 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 strolled in and sat down on a chair near the bed. He pulled out a harmonica harmonica, and began to play play softly. The patient looked up up at him briefly and back again to the the ceiling. That was all for that that day. day. The next day, the young young man came again and played. The next day, and the next. next next. Finally, one day, day, he asked, does my playing playing annoy annoy you? Young man, young man in bed said, No, I guess I kind of like it. Kind of like it. They, talked a more they talked a little more each day. They developed a great, developed a great friendship, which was more nonverbal, non-verbal than spoken. One day, One day the harmonica player was in a jovial mood. He played a, he played a sprightly dance. tune. He began to do a tap, do a tap dance, dance around the room for his friend. He said, Hey, why don't you smile once in a while? Let a guy know you're alive. Young man in bed, in bed, in bed said, huh, I might as well be dead as in the fix I'm in. Okay so, you're dead. okay, so you're dead, but you're not as dead as that fellow who was crucified 2,000 years ago, and he came out of it all right. The glum patient, the glum patient flashed in anger. Don't give me any, that give me any of that preaching stuff. Heard I've heard it all. It hasn't done me any good. If you're in my fix, you sing a different tune. All right. All right. I know a 2,000-year-old resurrection is pretty far in the past. So maybe an up-to-date, so maybe an up-to-date example will help you to believe that it can be done. Pulled up, his pulled up his trouser legs, and the boy, in the, and the boy in, the in the bed saw two artificial limbs. Needless to say, the Needless stone, say, was, the stone, the stone was rolled away in that moment. His resurrection, his resurrection began. That was, many years ago. that was many years ago, and I've lost track of this young man. But the last I heard, last I heard he was living a perfectly normal, quite successful life, spending much of, his, spending much of his, his spare time helping other people to get a green bow in their heart so as to experience, so as to experience the singing bird of resurrection rehabilitation. What, are we, saying in what this? are we saying in this story? The we we're saying that we have, may have great reservations. We may, over- we may feel that overcoming is something that just happens to other people. It's nice to hear about, it. Nice to hear about it. It never happens to it us. It happens to us. The, overcoming the overcoming process is part and parcel of the heartbeat within you. It's part of the process, it's part of, the process of nature all around you. It is relevant. It is relevant. You're, in it. You're in it. It is in you. There's no way to escape, no way to escape from it. What the ancient Chinese, the ancient Chinese were saying, what Jesus, was what Jesus was saying, what the butterfly, what the butterfly breaking, breaking out of the cocoon is saying. If you can hold the, can hold the green bough in your consciousness, you will come to experience, come to experience the singing bird of healing and overcoming. overcoming. You will come, come to know something more of yourself than you have ever known before. As Eliphaz, As Eliphaz says in Job, when they cast thee, when they cast thee down, thou shalt say there is lifting up. And if, and if you believe that something wonderful is going to happen to you, right now or in the hours, right now or, in the hours or days to come, in something and something wonderful has already happened. You have touched the, level, have touched the level of consciousness in which, in which can you can know the real truth of life. What the amounts to, it it amounts to it is not a matter, matter of setting things right, right but seeing them rightly. Right. If, if you can decide here and now today that you're going to march to the beat of a different drummer, that you're going to seek to relate yourself to to life to, people, to life, to people, to your work, to, your work, to all you. conditions all around you. In the, level, in the highest level of consciousness, and sing a new song. And, new song. and you're going to experience, going to experience singing bird, a singing bird, which will find its place, in, its in, place in the green bow of your hope and aspiration. All that is left, to you, that life, is left you see, is that you say yes, yes to life. That you, say yes, that you yes to life. say yes to your good. That you say yes to that in you which was demonstrated by Jesus 2,000 years ago. Be willing to hold the green bow of hope in your consciousness. And, there will, and day, there will come one day, and to stay a, stay, a singing bird. A singing bird. I'd, like I'd like to invite you to join with me now in a moment of stillness. This is the time, this is the time to, rise to, to, rise to rise to that cosmic level of awareness, to touch the, to touch the true essence of the resurrection, of the resurrection process. process. We'd like you, to, I would like you to use your power of, imagination. Your power of imagination. Just imagine. Just imagine a, very simple a very simple tree. In Genesis, it talks, Genesis it talks, about, it about, the talks about the tree of life, referring to a living, to a living process life. in which we all live and move and have being. Just think of that tree. Just think of that tree. Picture it clearly. Picture it clearly. And emphasize, and emphasize a green bough on, on, on the tree. The tree. You saw the suggestive suggestive thought of that on the front of your program today. Let this green bow bow be to you your aspiration, your dream of change change and overcoming, your desire to be be what you'd like to be, your inner urge urge and inclination to prosper, to succeed, to be affluent, to be healed, to experience love love and being loved. Let Let this green bow of aspiration be radiantly felt, Perceived. Let your mind turn, Let your mind turn in, faith, in faith, in belief, that which the ancient Chinese, that the ancient Chinese believed, believed bow, that if the green bough is held in your mind, that it will come one, that day, it will come one day to stay a singing bird. A singing bird. It doesn't, matter what, kind of it doesn't bird. matter what kind of a bird it is, or its coloration, or its size, or its song. Just feel, it Just feel an experience in your chamber of imagery. Singing bird. The singing bird the on that green bough. It's a symbol of your healing. It's a symbol of your, healing. Symbol, of your, symbol of your overcoming of life. In that, moment, in that moment, something, wonderful, something wonderful has happened in you. You'll never be the same, You'll never be the same again. The stone, of the stone of limitation has been rolled away. You're now one, You're with, now one, the one with the resurrecting power. Accept this image image. as an evidence of of something working in your life, something wonderful wonderful happening through you, something that is is the key to making this this very special day a red-letter day in your life. life. Resolve now to keep keep the covenant covenant suggested by the ancient Chinese poet. If you keep the green bow bow in your mind, it will come one day day and and to stay. A singing, bird. a singing bird, and you shall know the truth, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you, and the truth shall make you free. So be it. So be it. Thank <laughs> you.